Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Footballers. I am your host, Hunter, and today I've got the full crew alongside Steve Stokes, Wise FIFA, and Matt Lamborn. Steve, how are you doing this week? Probably a bit better than you, Hunter. You look like you're uh, still half asleep from getting up in the middle of the night or doing whatever it is you do. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is you do. Um, but yeah, I'm okay. I'm grinding out a squad battles game at the minute to get a rare mega pack to open live for team of the season the things i do for the sake of you listeners out there must be a struggle but yeah i'm I'm sort of like dexter i don't know if you've ever seen the show nobody ever really knows what he does but that's a bad thing isn't it dexter yeah because we all know what he actually does do he well if you've seen the show you do he he kills Uh, better not spoil it for people who haven't exactly no spoilers on an eight-year-old show (laughs) (laughs) and the rest wise how are you doing man I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I played weekend league for the first time in a few months, so I'm still wired getting back in it for the content. Just like Steve said, the things we do for you guys. Oh yeah. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. <laughs> Get in early. <laughs> Matt, did you play weekend league this week? <laughs> I, I wasn't able to qualify if you remember what I was saying in the last episode, but oh, yeah. I spent most of the midweek requalifying, so I am good to go again. Nice. For this particular weekend league campaign, I want some of those juicy BPL freebie tot cards. Let's do I've it. I've made the same mistake this week, which was pretty stupid, so I'm not going to be able to get oh, any no. of those juicy Premier uh, uh, League tots cards. you think I'd have learned from your mistake, Matt, but I didn't. Well, I, I did it so you didn't have to, but there you go. Oh, well. Interestingly enough, there are people are saying that they're a little upset about the fact that those BPL tots aren't boosted as much as they should be. on the. I don't know if people were looking at that on the timeline. How do you guys feel about that, though? I think that besides Shaw, they got what they needed to get. I think that anybody who did the Nathan Ake showdown SBC should be smiling at the moment mm-hmm. when you look at the ratings that have been given to the centre-backs uh, they're, they're not True. quite as juiced as I thought they would be and I'm kicking myself that I didn't do it now quite honestly yeah I'm surprised I don't understand how Ruben Diaz had such a good season and they didn't give him you know at least a mid to upper 90s card yeah so EA released yesterday via Twitter the EPL team of the season uh, they did this a day early due to protesting of online racism and uh, discrimination and things of that nature so they'll be closing down their Twitter account this Friday through the weekend. What are we thinking about the CPL team of the season, Steve? It's solid, I guess. I mean, that, that's all it really is, right? It's not eye-catching or spectacular. Right. It's just solid. No. Yes. I mean, I think I'm not really that surprised by it because I mentioned in, in previous episodes that the power curve this year has been really brutal and we've been getting some really good cards quite early in the game and they just they didn't really leave themselves with with too much of a ceiling I don't think so these cards would probably look a lot more juiced if EA hadn't been so dare I say it generous with the ratings that they'd given to to some other cards that we've had in previous promos but there's there's some cards there that are going to be absolute brutes Son, Salah, 
Fernandes, yeah. De Bruyne, Rashford. That it's, it's a good team, isn't it? You, you can't complain about it too much. And, uh, of course, Matt's favourite son, Suchek, he got in there. So, uh, saw that. Happy days for that. That's exciting. Just for me. Matt, will you be getting Suchek into your squad? <clears throat> I don't know if he's going to get in the main squad, but it's definitely one I'm going to acquire and try and do some funky stuff with it. Particularly as I've got prime moments, Nedved, to connect him to. And I fully expect, given that he's not in this team, by default, some sort of special Lingard card will come out in an SBC or an objective at some point because it's just been unreal for, for the second half of the of the season. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm banking on that. I'll definitely be buying that one. Whether I dip into the market to buy any of the other ones, I don't really know yet because we don't know what the prices are at the time of recording. I expect a lot of them will be very, very expensive. But I do have some, some qualms of the whole thing. I think it's a little bit predictable. Uh, of a team selection a little bit safe. The appeal of team of the season for me is it's you know a few banker cards that you're expecting mixed in with some unexpected ones or ones that sort of go below the radar a little bit. And it just hasn't been really that type of a season. And then EA have just made some funky choices of their own. Like I, I don't really understand why Emmy Martinez or Meslier or even Ariola isn't in over Emerson. So I'm expecting at least one of them to come in a bit later on. No Stuart Dallas, some leads or Aaron Creswell. And I certainly would have at least liked to have seen Rafinha on the bench because he's been absolutely fantastic. And that is the type of card that does move packs. So I think they, they missed a trick there. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll be definitely acquiring Suchek. I'm interested in Kane as a false line or target man for Steve's system. I think that would work well because he has the high, high work rates to go with it. And there is that Man United trifecta, which if you piece them together in the right formation, can basically squeeze into any team, Luke Shaw, Rashford and Fernandez. That is very interesting, but highly premiumly priced yeah. trio of cards that do look very, very nice. Though. Yeah, I expect Rashford to be probably one of the highest priced cards in the squad as well as Bruno, maybe De Bruyne. But speaking of those two cards specifically, both of those cards are seem like clones of their Team of the Year versions. If you're going to make both of these cards the same, why wouldn't you give different upgrades to different areas of the cards, making them a little bit different instead of just identical to their Team of the Year card? Well, that's exactly what I was saying, really, at the start. They've just they've left themselves nowhere to go with some of these cards because they, they juiced them so early in the cycle. Um, that's fair. It's not really EA's fault, in a sense. I mean, especially with Bruno Fernandes, they couldn't have possibly known that he was going to get, what, is it three Player of the Month cards did he get? I think he has three. Three. But isn't this player or team of the season actually lower rated than his team of the year? It is, uh, for Bruno specifically. Yeah, it looks like EA's drawn the line, because in the past, if the team of the year, I think in FIFA 19, the team of the season Van Dyke was better than the team of the year Van Dyke that year. I think there's a bigger movement happening with team of the season that it might be interesting to examine with the fact that, again, they've reduced the team of the season sizes to 15 cards. For the BPL, that's it. Only 15 players. Pretty wild, of course, excluding objectives. And that's to Matt's point, doesn't allow for some of these lower end clubs to feature because they're going to be feeling the need to boost all these super league teams who aren't even finishing in the top <laughs> top six of the premier league at this point they're going to feel the need to boost those players to sell packs and we're going to miss out on a lot of diversity plus they've seemed to lower the boost that they give these team of the season cards based on the previous special that they get it used to be plus six uniformly across the board and so i think that you know there's whispers of there might be another promo coming in the summer or they're doing this to kind of preserve the longevity of the game Steve mentioned that they gave so many people such big boosts before. I think they might be sputtering out team of the season. They keep engagement a little bit longer than what when the ultimate team of the season drops in late June, early July. Usually people go on a little hiatus. Now, I guess that won't be the case if team of the season isn't what everybody's really living for. Yeah. So I do have a question for you, Wise. Harry Kane, team of the season. Mm. More expensive or less expensive than Rule Breakers, Harry Kane? Seeing as he's not out yet, we don't know what he's going to be priced at. Oh, man. I think, of course, initially he's going to be more expensive, given the fact that, you know, the team of the season card design is really sick. But yeah, I mean, that's a case of the fact that they've incorporated a new method of upgrade where that Harry Kane Rule Breakers has got higher pace, right? So I think he's got a five higher pace that for 89 versus 84. That being said, it's also a little unfair given the fact that that was the first promo of the year. So supply of that rule breaker Harry Kane card is just in the dumps comparative to what his team this season will be. 
but it'll be interesting. It'll be at least pretty close. It's funny that dynamic, you know, one of the first promos, one of the last promos, yet they're still going to be similarly priced. But yeah, you're right. I hadn't considered the uh, supply and demand effect that we're going to have, but that's why we have Wise here to keep me straight. No, I mean, it's still intriguing because that is that is a great point to bring up because how many times in the past have we had a special item that's not a team of the season be the same price as the yeah. team of the season based on utility rather than that supply and demand factor? Mbappe is a perfect example. Last year, foot birthday Mbappe, significantly higher than team of the year and team of the season. And I believe it stayed that way until the end of the game. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. 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 I think that the really disappointing thing with this, uh, the thing that leaves me disappointed anyway, is is just the volume of cards. The fact that there are so few. I think in last week's episode we spoke about how we were hoping that they might introduce extra objectives cards through the week or daily SBCs. They put out a few SBCs, but it's it's just not. I think you know, kind of back to Matt's point that we could have had a much better variety of cards available if they had just increased the numbers that they were putting out. Really. Yeah. We did get quite a few SPC cards, though. It seemed like we were getting one every day. And we also got objective cards. Matt, did you do any of these objective cards? I did Nick Powell, uh, which was mm. cool. I also did the SBC for the guaranteed um, EFL tots and pulled Will Hughes out of that. So that'll go nicely with Powell. And I also did the one for your man from Watford, the winger. Sar. 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 God, I'm, I'm such a boomer. You actually did Sar? Yeah, you might be one of the few people that did Sar. Wow. Yeah, I just think it, it's it's just going to be one of those cards. If you don't do it, you, you, you would end up regretting it later on. Like the special Adama cards I just completely overlooked earlier on that are, are, are so valuable and useful right now. Uh, so I didn't want to miss the curve on that. And given that I've locked out on SBCs um, with Hughes and, and Powell, there's some connectivity there. So yeah, it's it's been a, a an interesting week for me in the market. I also got uh, Valverde out of, <laughs> out of one player pick. Nice, dang. Pack, which is unreal. <laughs> um, and he's been running in, in Steve's false nine system as one of the CMs this week. And uh, he, he's not perfect by a stretch of imagination. He, he, he's a slightly clunky and, and seems to take a little bit of a while to release the ball, but his running power is just incredible. So it's definitely a super useful card. And uh, you know, I'm excited to see what's going to come out in La Liga during the season that I can link up with that. I must admit, I'm very pleased to hear that I think this is the first time that we've had a formation in the Foot Academy that all four of us have, have used concurrently. So it's been my favorite by far, for sure. That's definitely a big dub for the, uh, for the 4-6-0. For sure. Yeah, I mean, each one is refreshing. It's always fun to try something new. It's against the grain. It's not your four-two-three-one dropback meta that everybody's pumping, or your five-three-two. Yeah, man, so many four-two-three-ones. Footballers is brought to you by the Foot Academy Patreon. If you're serious about wanting to get better at FIFA and you want to have fun playing at the same time, Foot Academy is the place for you. By supporting the Patreon. Not only will you get access to ad-free podcasts, but you'll also get bonus materials, immediate access to the Discord, which includes guides, tactics, tutorials, videos, and much more. So if you like the sound of learning how to dribble, take advantage of space while playing Bielsa Ball in the 4-6-0, the strikerless formation, check out patreon.com forward slash foot academy. Once again, that's patreon.com forward slash foot academy. Speaking of 4-6-0, I have Foot Birthday Atal in the squad already, and I saw this Bulaya card coming out, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but he green links to Atal, and the card looks really, really nice. Has anybody done the SBC or played against him? It's it's very expensive, though. It's 86 rated with a uh, a team of the week required as well, so... yeah. I think in your case, if you have a tally, you can justify it. But anyone who doesn't, it's probably uh, mm. a hard, yeah. hard miss on that one, I think. I'd second, yeah, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he, does he have five-star skills and four-star weak foot? Yeah. I played against him just before we started, actually. I was playing a couple of Rivals games, and he was a bit of a handful, to say the least. Really difficult to tackle. Yeah, you just didn't get close to him because his dribbling was that good so yeah I, I i think it's coming in at i don't think it's that expensive it's it's one hundred sixty thousand at the moment on ps he's he's just such a specialty player you know he's he fits like to matt's point he's a niche player it's it, yeah if you have a towel it might go discount tonight when everyone starts opening packs for, for bpl right so all of that fodder you need to yeah complete that SBC could go super cheap tonight so if it goes to like 120 100k that's probably uh justifiable that's a good shot We'll move on from team of the season, unless you guys have anything else you wanted to add. Why are there no Sunderland players in the EFL team of the season? Yeah, that is sad. 
that it's sad that they didn't pull at least one out. Shocking. Steve legit looks really, really sad right now. Yeah, he does. Where's my Charlie Wyke SBC? That's what I want to know. It's over, man. Just let it go. That is really, that is, that is something, Steve. You're right. Bastards. You should, be, you should be ashamed. Fucking hate you. I saw Steve tweeted something yesterday. It's been floating around Twitter quite a bit. These leaks that have come out about FIFA 22, the weekend league, they're restructuring the format of it. Steve, can you elaborate on what you were talking about yesterday on Twitter? Yeah, uh, there's been quite a lot of chatter about this. And it seems that the first fundamental change is that the number of weekend league games is going to be reduced. I don't think there's any particular information on what it's going to be reduced to, but I would imagine it will be 20, maybe 25. And going along with that, there is also supposedly, and I emphasize supposedly, going to be a weekly qualification requirement. So irrespective of what rank you finish in weekend league, currently, obviously, if you finish silver one or above, you automatically qualify. That will no longer be the case, and you will have to qualify by entering a knockout tournament. But it's not exactly a knockout tournament. It's basically you're going to have to win three from five games, and you will get three attempts to do that each week. So obviously, Weekend League is going to become a little bit more elite. And there is also talk that the rewards for Weekend League will now consist of player picks. And the way that that's going to work is that basically there'll be a selection of, let's say, three cards, maybe, I don't know, a centre-back, a centre-mid and a striker. And a bit like um, the academy players that we had, Rainier, Fafar and what have you, all of these cards will be available with different ratings. So if you finish in the elite ranks, you'll get an elite-rated card, an an elite-rated version of that card, I should say. If you finish in the gold ranks, you'll get a gold-rated. So obviously the rating will get lower, depending on the lower rank that you're finishing or vice versa. So that's going to be quite a big change. I think that'll be popular with the pros. I think it'll be popular with everybody, really, because at least you know what what you're likely to get there. You know what you're grinding for rather than just opening shit rewards on a Thursday. And um, the other thing that I've heard is that division rivals will also be reduced um, in terms of the volume of games, but it doesn't seem quite clear how that's going to work it's it's going to be interesting because um by changing the qualification requirements that's going to put a much higher demand on the amount of games that people are going to have to play if they want to play weekend league so maybe that's the reason for reducing the number of div rivals games but it it worries me slightly that it's just going to become incredibly sweaty and ultra competitive and there's going to be even less opportunity for for casual players to just have a casual game of fifa i'm I'm hoping actually sorry I've, i've gone off on a bit of a monologue here but i'm I'm hoping that what they'll actually do with rivals is bring back something more akin to the old division system, where it's still skill-based matchmaking, but the parameters are a lot broader. So if you're in, say, Division 7, you could play somebody from a couple of divisions either way. I, I, I can't remember what it was. I think it was there were three divisions, weren't there? Yeah, it was, yeah. But yeah, th- that's what I'm hoping for. But yeah, the big change is certainly coming in, in FIFA 22 if, if, if what we've heard is to be believed. Yeah. I worry about the knock-on effect, like you said, to casuals. If this were to be the case and this stuff is real, the elite guys are going to get the elite cards. The casuals are going to get the gold cards. And I feel like that's only going to drive things further and further away and make it even more sweaty than, than it was before. I feel like it gives an advantage to the elites, which rightfully so, they've earned it for finishing elite. But it's like you said, it's going to become really sweaty. And in my opinion, just not as fun to play, but it's going to be interesting going forward. I mean, that's the argument really though, isn't it? I mean, people would say, well, weekend league isn't and probably shouldn't be for the casual player. That's fair. That, yeah, that, that is that is true. Even though they're introducing cards in this game mode though, that they probably want to make more accessible. It'll be interesting to see how they deal with their metric. Like what's, what is what is their end game for this in a sense? Is it to get more people to play weekend league? Oh, absolutely. Or is it to absolutely it's to get people to buy more packs? Yes. Wise, fair, fair. But at the same time, like <laughs> it, to your point, it's say, okay, well, is this really going to finally cause this schism between people that want to play rivals more casually and weekend league more competitively? Because to, to be fair, I have an easier time playing weekend league than I do rivals in D one and D two by like a long shot. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. Matt, what do you think about all this? Yeah, I agree with what you just said about weekend league oddly being. <laughs> An easier grind than rivals, as I found out much to my disdain this week. I went on a, a very bad losing streak with my old tactics before I gave up and, and decided to entrust in Steve's knowledge, and it worked out a lot better for me. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's a tough game out there. 
my concern with this supposed move is that there's there's a very difficult balancing act going on here whereby the people who finish elite on the reg need to be rewarded accordingly for their efforts and their achievement. But at the same time, if you keep on giving them the best cards for free, it makes any kind of catch-up for the little guy nigh on impossible. Do we want to play in a system where the the best get all the the good shit for free and everyone else has to pay for it? So this really bizarre pyramid system whereby the the casuals effectively are paying for the cards of the people who are playing at the professional or, or very highly competitive level. I think there's there's something that needs to be done there where everyone gets rewarded better than they are doing with a slightly higher expectation of getting something worth your time. That's a great point. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's very hard to, to balance. I don't envy the task at all. It's going to be really difficult. And I don't know if there's going to be a perfect system for everyone, such as the case of foot, but it's good to see that they're at least making changes and trying. I would be more pissed off if they just left things as they were and didn't hear anything that people were saying from the foot community. But right. if this stuff is true, though, so it's all hearsay. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll get some more transparency going forward. But we do have some breaking news. Flashback Gareth Bale was just released, 90 rated, right mid. Wise, you want to go through the card? Take us through it. Yeah, there's four squads needed for this SBC to be completed. A simple, it follows the lines of what like the icons are. There's an 83 base, then there's like an 84 with a team of the week required, 85 with a team of the week required, and an 86 with a team of the week required. I do not like that it's only team of the weeks that it's a specific team of the weeks, but if, because if they would have been able to, you know, maybe loop in the fact that we got really cheap team of the seasons at the moment, that would have been helpful for the market. So I think this shakes around, I mean, maybe depending on the pack supply and what fodder does in the next, you know, 12 hours or two days after the BPL team of the season release, it could be. I think anywhere from 400 to 600,000. I might be a little wrong with that, but that's my range. And I, uh, I don't mind it for a card that looks that good with the Bales card looks really good. Just the issue of the balance being low. I think we're going to see a lot of flashback Bales going forward. Do any of you guys have an appetite to put him in a squad? Maybe Steve, given the fact that you have to use objective players or SBC players? I'm kind of caught on the hop with it slightly wise, to be honest with you, because it has literally just come out, hasn't it? If it does play in the same way that the old bail cards did, then yeah, I think it'd certainly be interesting. It's all a case of chemistry, really, with a lot of these cards, isn't it? Uh, the, the card that really does excite me is uh, we were talking earlier, or Matt was, about Leeds being done slightly dirty with the Team of the Year selections. And it looks like they've dropped a Team of the Season Patrick Bamford in objectives. And very much rightly so, I think. I think Bamford's had an outstanding season for Leeds, really. I think he answered a, a lot of critics who, who thought that he just wouldn't be able to do it at this level. And hopefully he gets himself a place in the Euro squad on the back of it. High, high work rates, left-footed, interestingly, as well. On face value, if you put an engine on him, you'd probably have a decent player to play in that false nine role that we've talked about in the uh, the 4-6-0 formation. Really achievable, all squad battle objective. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something that everybody, should, as you say, should be accessible to everybody. Slight worry about, about how agile he'll be on the ball in terms of holding the ball up to get the midfielders involved. But everything else, stats-wise, it looks exceptional. And I would imagine it'll be a very popular objectives card. I think we'll see yeah. quite a lot of that one. Yeah, on the flip side, we got that Rodrigo, who I think I think as more people get released, other leagues come out, especially with La, Matt mentioned earlier La Liga, that Rodrigo is a card that I think a lot of people might kick themselves for not doing if they don't do them because of the hybrid potential. So I would caution all the footballers listeners to one, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and two, to make sure you find the time to do that, Rodrigo. (laughs) (laughs) Right on time, Wes. Thank you. We really appreciate it. And we appreciate all of you for leaving the five-star reviews, which you can do at iTunes. Matt, are you going to be doing this Patrick Banford? He certainly looks like the Matt Meta, if you will. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't think he's going to be the map now. I don't think he's the striker I'm looking for. But if I'm looking for something to do midweek after I've chilled out from weekend league, it's it's probably something worth grinding for a little bit. Um, but it's not super high on my agenda. I, I like Patrick Bamford as a player in real life, but I don't think he'll, he'll translate very well to, to Ultimate Team, even with that team of the season boost. Isn't he like ridiculously intelligent or something? I know footballers have a reputation for being a bit thick, but isn't isn't there something with Bamford 
his education that he's doesn't he got a degree in something mm, that's interesting he's yeah he's, he's quite a bright lad he got five a's at gcse and went on to study french history and biology at a level his academic prowess was recognized by harvard university in the u.s who offered him a soccer scholarship which he turned down to sign professional terms with nottingham forest so there we go Nice. Patrick Bamford was offered a scholarship at Harvard, which I understand. I guess he's basically the, uh, you call him the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Premier League. Yeah, but with, there's a little Jets throw in for the you. beard and with, with more talent. That said, he's made a great career from being average, hasn't he? I don't know. Actually, probably just about the same amount of talent. Well, maybe. <laughs> Bamford had a decent year, but if he also has missed quite a bit of, geez, I think he's also got the most missed chances in the Premier League this year, like big chances. We also have a Rodri SBC that came out, which to me, that one looks juicier than the Patrick Bamford, especially coming in at 6'3". Got the right work rates, medium high, plenty of reach. He's got decent pace, 83 balance, 81 agility, great defending stats. I think if you slap an engine on this guy, he's going to be a great CDM. Slap it. I'm definitely going to be doing that one. I'll try to get Bamford done if there's time. But needless to say, this only solidifies my decision to not play weekend league. Just going to say, Rodri looks decent, but was he offered a scholarship to Harvard? Don't think so. No one wants to go to Harvard, man. Bunch of dorks. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I'd, I'd assume, actually, that any, anybody who listens to this podcast, uh, anybody who went to Harvard would have more intelligence than to listen to us. So I think we're pretty safe there, aren't we? Yep. So moving on, these objectives. I was talking to Steve about this during the week. I had a really, really hard time with that Korea objective. Not to try to flex here, but being so high up in division rivals and how they place you in these friendlies objectives, it was such a grind. It felt like weekend league on steroids. It was so sweaty, especially playing with players you're not familiar with since you had to have seven different leagues. It was very challenging and it did keep me engaged for two to three days. Maybe that's their goal, but fuck, man, I see so many people that relegate and just knock these out so quick. My question is, do all of you feel like relegation is okay to do? Is it morally acceptable since everyone else is pretty much doing it? Or do you stick to your guns and try to get through it with your current division because you're hard-headed like me? Matt, what do you think? Yeah, um, I'm with you on that one, Hunter. I don't think there's anything wrong with people doing it if it makes their life a bit easier, but the amount of time it takes to relegate you, I would rather be trying to win something. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, I'm quite happy with where I'm at. I sort of hop between Div 4 to 2, depending on how well I'm playing. And you know, 2 is obviously very hard. 4 is is relatively comfortable. So uh, if, if I'm struggling at first, I'll usually end up in a place where I can get it done just off my own off my own back. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm too stubborn to relegate, but it's okay if you want to do it as far as I'm concerned. Yep. It's like I'm my own worst enemy. Why do you relegate? No, I uh, I don't spend enough times in the, uh, spend enough time in these objectives to relegate. So for me, it's based on the I'd rather have the division rival rewards based on the higher division. I think that that's one of the pros versus cons that, that we're trying to articulate. If you aren't a big objectives player, of course, there you won't even consider this. But that's a knock that might come into play. I don't know if it's not time efficient for what I'd like to do. That being said, I don't have uh, people do what they got to do. I mean, if we feel that it's inefficiently placed and by what I mean, we like FIFA skill base has inefficiently placed us where we need to be, then all the power to you. I mean, you can hit the forfeit button. It's an option on the game. Very true. Steve, I know obviously you've told me that you relegate do you what do you do do you go from like division five to division 10 or yeah yeah that's about my level um i i can win about two in every 10 in division 10 so makes it vaguely playable no i um I, i've hung around uh sort of i've bounced between div four and six mainly this year purely because the um the squad that i run as as we've said ad nauseum throughout I'm using. You're restricted, right? Yeah, I'm using objectives cards and SBC cards, so it's really important that I get the objectives cards done. I don't. I don't think there's really been an objectives card that I've missed since I started the account in probably December. I want to say so. It's obviously very time consuming, and it's just a much more efficient way of getting them done. I dread to think how much time it would have taken me to get them done if I was in my proper division, which I would imagine would be. Division three, I'd like to think division two. Um, I think I'd be stuck in the same boat as you, Hunter. So it depends on personal circumstances, really. If, if, if you've got the time or if you don't particularly bother with objectives cards, 
then it's, it's not really a problem. Don't relegate. But uh, it's, it's understandable that people do. And I think there's probably a school of thought that uh, divisions, probably I'd, I'd say divisions five, divisions four, are arguably in some ways more competitive than divisions three and two. That's a great point, Steve. You see this in a lot of games. Like um, I've, I've been playing a lot of Rainbow Six Siege with some of my friends as kind of a foil. And there, it's like, you know, a typical like copper, bronze, gold, silver, and people throw or create Smurf accounts in that to play in those lower feeling, like lower divisions. And apparently bronze is way harder than like gold, which is crazy to think that that, uh, that that's a, that that's out there. I, I think that that speaks to what we talked about last week on the pod, shorten objective times, come do them in the friendlies and the game modes. And then we have a perfect, uh, we have a perfect thing. So at least if you if at least it's hard for you or seemingly hard, at least it's less time that you have to waste doing them. It's back to the old entitlement argument as well, isn't it, really, that people see these cards and they think, right, I should have that. You know, it's, it's available. I should have it. Yeah. And we kind of, we overlook the idea that these cards are to be earned, really. So, you know, that's the argument against relegating and making it easier for yourself. You'd you're not earning your rewards. It's, it's something that, again, EA have, have got to look at for FIFA 22 because it's not fair on people who are genuinely, I don't know, let's say that you're, you're genuinely a Div 6, Div 7 player and you, you're regularly coming up against people from Div 4, Div 5. It's, it's just simply not fair. And, yeah, it's something they've got to look at, hopefully, when they uh, they do refresh the approach to rivals. That's something that's taken into consideration. Maybe maybe more of a, I don't know how they could do it, more of a penalty for the forfeiting games, I think, perhaps. Um, but I don't know. No easy answers, I don't think. I mean, the only penalty right now is the uh, 5% reduction on the DNF modifier, which no. takes, like, what, five coins away from you? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, right. And how yeah, that's its own that's that's a topic I think for another topic for the summer we can write this down of uh how many of your coins are actually generated from the match coin basis anymore. You know, they need to either up that or revise that. Yeah. Isn't that tracked in the companion app? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Match. Yeah. How much how much you make for match coins, which of course Yeah, there's a there's a leaderboard for yeah. it. Yeah. And you can make a good amount of it. But I'd say that I mean, you know, we we make most of our coins from the rewards of the rivals in the weekend leagues. Hmm. Just keep pulling that lever on that slot machine, Matt. If they did actually increase the number of coins that you earned per game, maybe that would encourage people to play a bit more because it's this back to that old thing that we, the dead horse that we flog about making losing a bit more rewarding so you don't feel like you've uh, you've wasted 15 minutes of your life when you get a loss. You know, maybe, maybe if you did pull a few more coins in each game, um, you wouldn't feel quite so bad. Yeah, they have some, they definitely have some toggles to pull with that because it's that, it's, you know, a one way to make you feel less bad about losing is if the games only lasted three minute halves. Yeah. The only problem is if, if we get a shitload of coins come into the, the economy via yeah just playing games, we risk hyperinflation yeah. of the market, which is, is never a fun thing. Uh, there's, uh, there's some work to be done behind the scenes there. There's got to be a solution, but I don't know if I want to put too many coins into just playing matches. Those coin farms in, in Asia will be having a having a blast with that. Leave your lever alone. Oh, God. You know, th- th- this also does kind of approach a topic that's come up again recently amongst kind of my friends group that plays FIFA in a little bit more of a casual setting. You know, is one way to make these objective hunting better to have a more robust co-op feature because currently do you both get like it would do you both get things allocated to rewards if you play a co-op game in rivals yes you currently do yeah you uh you both both earn the points and the objective that's what see and the thing is i i you know if another thing that humans love to do is share misery with company if you will you know like we'd love to be miserable together so that's one way to make the uh the objectives more tolerable just have <laughs> your homie doing with you yeah i mean i definitely think co-op gaming in general it's not just fifa in all games really it's way more enjoyable to play with one of your friends someone you can socially interact with instead of sitting by yourself just listening to the sounds of the game that you've heard over and over having that banner back and forth having somebody to talk to it just makes it so much more enjoyable but like the objective friendlies uh the, the live friendlies okay that's that's what i meant then sorry thank you Hunter, for bringing it up that's what i meant yep 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 to me if we had it in those modes those are the ones that we could really benefit from having co-op i would have done a lot more objectives and played the game a lot more had that been an option 
Right. We're messing around with kind of those unique teams that keep the game interesting, trying out different players and stuff like that. And because when you do play together, you're playing together in rivals. And like we just talked about at the top of the pod, that is a sweat fest. And I mean, maybe you and your friend aren't the same level of FIFA, you know, and so and you have to play you play up to it. And so I think if they did it, at least in a friendly game mode where there's not much at stake at the end of it. Uh, that'd be much more enjoyable and make a Volta mode where we could play five aside with these objective cards. Sorry. Mm, I got to go. Speaking of Volta, I want to go back to this Rodri card because I've just, I've, <laughs> I've just had a, um, a good look at the stats on it. This, this is a filthy card. I'm telling you, man, it looks nasty. When, when you put a shadow on it, how many times are we going to see people playing Wait, this at center hold back? On, hold on, hold on. Put a shadow. Sorry, slap. I I, I slap myself. Yes, yeah, sorry. I slap. If you slap a shadow on him, um, I, you're basically going to max out defending, apart from heading accuracy. You're going to max out interceptions, standing tackle, sliding tackle, defensive awareness. Is going to be at 98. I mean, he's six foot three with 92 acceleration, 91 sprint speed. He's a centre back. He's going to be an absolute beast of a centre back. So yeah, if if you are going to do him. Certainly, give some thought to uh, to switching him around in your custom tactics and and playing him there in the middle because that is going to be that's going to be a hell of a card. Ninety one composure, eighty seven reactions. Wow, get it done. I'm surprised they gave us a card this good for free. Yep, gonna need a pot noodle in a minute. He'd make a decent CDM as well. To be fair, bringing bringing us back from the uh, from the brink, but he's. No matter where you play him, he's going to be a good card, isn't he? I didn't realise his full name was Rodrigo Hernandez Cascante either. So there you go. Patrick Bamford was offered a scholarship to Harvard and Rodrigo's surname is Cascant. It's got no accent over the E, so it's probably Cascant. There you go. Value for money, this thing. Call it what you want, man. Might have me a pot noodle myself and a biscuit. What is that like in English? Is it like an English thing? I, I would think it's probably a Spanish thing. Whilst, um Yeah. What, what with him being fucking Spanish and everything. Oh, okay. I didn't know if this was a, a running joke that you like to throw in. So, coming back to the podcast, we almost lost it there. Co-op, I'm not going to say they missed the mark because they have brought it into the game. I just hope that they build on it and improve it for next year. Another thing that co-op could be useful for are these Silver Stars objectives. I, for one, have really enjoyed the Silver Lounge for most of the year, but I feel like I was always waiting for that tournament or that ultimate game modes or competition that we've been working for, collecting all of these super OP 74 rated cards that play like 90s. Why do I have this massive amount of cards at this stage in the game? What am I using these for? I'll tell you where it is. It's, it's with fucking team of the season, Charlie White. That's where it is. Yeah, so it's not there. No, it's, it's in a cupboard in EA. Mm-hmm. That it was actually about a difference on one player. The only sort of competitive usefulness I got out of the whole Silver Lounge aspect was I got the special McGeady card, mm. which I then used to complete yeah. the Irish player objectives during St. Paddy's Day. That was super useful. It's a, a legit good card. Yeah. Makes sense. But as Hunter was saying, I, w- I was I've enjoyed playing Silver Lounge. It's, it's nice. It doesn't take too long. The cards you get are fun, particularly right at the beginning where they're actually. Know, fairly legitimate, particularly Che Adams, who we got right at the beginning, was was super useful in any mode. But without a, a genuine purpose to do it, I was just like, well, I'm just grinding out an extra special card to get the next special card and then the next special card with zero purpose at the end of it. So I kind of quit out of doing them a couple of months ago. I don't see the, the point of them anymore. And weirdly, they've managed to distribute the, the leagues and nationalities of the cards they put in the Silver Lounge in such a manner that you that they're very difficult to link together, I find, more than two or three of them, which was super annoying. That, that, yeah, that, I think that's a... Uh, also, they've kept the requirements or um, to, win, like, to win, score X, win three. I think it's, what, score? Score eight, assist five, win three. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, they've kept those the same the whole the whole year. And okay, that's fine. But then if you're going to do that, at least give us some incentive to Matt's point. Maybe give us three. Give us a player pick ability or maybe that you can go back in them every week. Because, I mean, that takes most FIFA players. And again, like Hunter to flex on people. That takes people maybe, you know, 
five to 10 games tops. If you're having a bad day, 10 games, and then you don't do anything in the silver lounge until next Wednesday or next Thursday, whenever you play them. So yeah, I think that they could have at least given us a, they gave us a great game mode to build upon it next year. I'd like to see them offer at least a few options for silvers because that'll allow them to have better link ability going forward. Now this, I, I and I, I'm all for the Brazilian aspect. Like I get it. It's a nod to the early FIFAs, which everybody enjoys, but there's a lot now. Like it's almost only Brazilians now. Like they gave us that Jao Pedro, that Brazilian striker. And so it's okay. That's cool. But I would have had just as much fun if you start, maybe start giving us some, maybe like at the end of the year, I could have a full team of special silver stars from the Belgian league, you know, like that'd be fun. Like give us a couple other opportunities and avenues to express some creativity in our foot game mode. But I do think it's worth it to do the Jao Pedro this week to, to this point. I do. I think we should all do the team of the season silver stars because they could be fun. Why? Well, as you mentioned in the chat a while ago, you packed somebody pretty special. Oh, yeah. No, I had a bunch of packs saved up as the very responsible gentleman I am for team this season. I prefer Serie A, so I don't know why I didn't save him till Serie A team this season, but open him up and I was able to pack that team of the season Fofana. Nice. So that's live looking right now, mm. which I'm really excited about because Steve's raved about the uh, put future star, which I wasn't yeah, was doing the objectives for, but uh, he'll, he'll slot right into my team. You know what he could be very useful for wise? No, don't, don't, no, no. Uh, he's like, yeah, for my link to Theo Hernandez that I have as my left back at the moment. Yeah. I was thinking Mendy. Yeah. It's actually pronounced Mindy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I did do a few of those 80 plus SPC player picks the other night. And I think it was the third one. I actually got Juan Basaka, Ooh, which nice. to me, he's the best defending premier league guard for team of the season so far and who has no right whatsoever to have a team of the season card why is that in my opinion he's, he's just had a he's been average at best he's, he's not been great I, I don't he played all right i'm sure there are who's a better right back for premier league this season in your opinion i mean trent didn't have a very good year right my opinion just let me check the database it's easy the, the easy answer to that one is the homie from west ham kufal who, who you would have liked that you would have liked, Matt. But again, I uh, second play. I already yeah, did. I don't, I don't know if he's better than Wamba right. Saka. But right. what I would what I'd like to see is Wamba Saka, your premium pick, and then when you have a, a maxed out bench and years gone by, you would have a Kufal in there as well. That that would be how it would work. And I would struggling to get one of them in, which kind of sucks. I'm telling you, man, I, I, I do not know why EA decided to drop them down to fifteen. It, it just does not seem like a good decision from. From their point of view, I've got no answers for it. But but that round that that does bring us back to the top of the order. Yeah, um, mm. obviously going back to silver stars, you all want to hear my opinion on that. Even though Hunter completely ignored me, no doubt, as he does every week. I've noticed now this is becoming a regular thing. I'm starting to think it's it's done intentionally. And one of these days, I'm not going to notice it, and and you're not going to get the benefit of my of my wisdom, listeners. So when you leave your five star reviews. Um, just write something slagging off Hunter for uh, for ignoring me, if you would, please, on iTunes. Steve, what do you think about Silver Stars? Yes. Yes, Hunter. That's funny you should ask. Um, I, I think you've got to be selective in deciding which ones you do and sort of looking at whether or not they're going to be useful. I've just been scrolling through my, uh, my club while you were busy ignoring me and looking at cards that I could use for this Bamford objective. Because uh, you've got to score a certain amount of goals with English strikers. And it's still the case right now that probably the best English striker in my club without applying position changes would be Che Adams, which is obviously a, the Silver Stars card. I mean, I've, um, I've obviously got other players in there now. Just looking through it, actually, big shout out to if you did um, the Nick Powell card. In, in squad battles last week, if, if you put a hunter on that card and a position change to striker, you, you've got your guy that can score you the goals in squad battles. But yeah, I, the other big advantage that I don't think we really mentioned is that they're really good for, for getting your ratings down in the managerial masterpiece. So really, you've, you, you've got to sort of anticipate, you know, that, am I going to use this card? Will he fit in with, with future objectives? Um, same as anything, am I going to get value? But I mean, the overarching point here that I'd like to make really is that we can talk about 
improvements being made to the types of tournament we get next year, you know, maybe having a silver tournament, I'd be all for that. I think it's, it's much needed and it'd be good fun. We, we can talk about the changes that are going to be made to the structure of weekend league and rivals. And this is all good and well, but the overarching point really is that gameplay needs to be improved. Um, it, we need better gameplay. We need a game that that rewards good decisions, punishes bad decisions, and I hope that EA's focus is is very much on sorting that out because the uh, this through ball meta that, that's going on at the moment, where it's just a case of triggering a run from your striker or your winger and then pinging the uh, the triangle or Y through ball and just hoping that your defender can catch up with it or that the AI will, will auto-correct somehow and win the ball for you. It ain't it, Chief, and it's just going to become more pronounced, I think, through team of the season. So, yeah, I'm all for these changes to the structures and what have you, but um, they've, they've got to do something about the gameplay as well. That said... I do think this year's, I think FIFA 21 will probably be remembered as being one of the more balanced FIFAs in terms of gameplay, where you could score a variety of goals um, in a variety of ways. I, yeah, slightly distracted by um, by Hunter's gift that he's posted of... Dude, go on, man, you're preaching. Of, of, of Ron Burgundy, yeah. I don't know <laughs> Ron Burgundy myself, but perhaps I'm... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I could see a little bit the English yeah, Ron, the I, English I, Ron Burgundy kept the mustache. <laughs> well, maybe I've yet to see your hair, but depending what's underneath that hoodie, might could happen. It's okay. I'll I'll give him mine, and then he'll look exactly like Ron Burgundy. I've got a Photoshop project tonight. I'll I'll come on with a mustache next week, chaps, and you can you can see what you think. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I'm making a serious fucking point here, balls. Well, get on with it. God damn. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's it, isn't it, basically? Gameplay's got to be improved. Everything's good. Get the structure right, fantastic, but I'd rather, quite honestly, I'd rather have a shit fucked up structure and a great game rather than a shit fucked up game and a great structure. Either way, I just want it to be consistent. Okay, boomer. (laughs) Jesus, that was the best American accent I've ever heard from Matt ever. (laughs) Obviously a reference to Boomer Esaias and the former Jets quarterback. Who made out really well in the NFL draft yesterday, but that's a topic for another podcast. That, this is going to be so lost on most of our listeners. Yeah. I mean, it's the end of the show. We're fucking off here. If they made it this far, they're troopers. But yeah, the gameplay has got to be consistent. I don't care if it's good. I don't care if it's bad. I just want it to be consistent. It's really hard to develop a rhythm and a flow when each game feels different than the next. Matt, you've been pretty quiet. Looks like you have something you want to say. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm largely in agreement with what you guys say. But we have to keep it in perspective, though. This has been one of the the better FIFAs of recent years. Yeah, without doubt. There's just still, there's just still some work to do. Yes, we're not going to get all, all super whiny about it. I've enjoyed playing this yep. more than any FIFA in the last four or five years. So, whilst I hope that there are improvements to be made, and we can celebrate them when we get into discussing next season's game, I'm quite happy where I'm at. Yeah, they can make it better. Sweet. But uh, it's been a good year, so I'm not complaining. If there's anyone out there who thinks this is one of the worst FIFAs ever, I strongly encourage you to turn on FIFA 19 and remind yourself of how fucking horrible that game was. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we wrap up? I wish we had FIFA 19's content, though. That was a content year. It's one of the things that, that crosses my mind with the gameplay is that you could take, you could do a pretty good mix and match if you just took certain aspects from every iteration of FIFA over the last four or five years, really, maybe more. And although I don't pretend to understand programming at all, I don't see why it should be so difficult that they can't actually do that. I, I understand the way that they actually make the game is to build on on the previous year's game. I don't know if you guys have got more insight into this than me. Uh-huh. I, I would take this year's game with better servers. So I'd be very happy, man. Service, service. Yeah, you're right. Again, that's the big issue. Yeah, I'd say it's a connection. I'd say a large part of when I get, I do get frustrated with this, and not to drag the segment on as yeah, is, is a connectivity. It does feel the game feels different input, and I think that it has more to do with input than maybe necessarily the game's underlying coding structure. So I, I think it is a connectivity issue that I have a lot of issues with, rather than the actual mechanics of the game. Yep. It's one of the few games where connection is just extremely critical relative to other games uh, like in shooters. They're not as critical because you're only seeing what's right in front of you. You don't have to 
worry about everything going on in the background. That's all just animations. Speaking of connectivity, to, to do one of Hunter's links, um, <laughs> I was just, I mean, th- this bears no relevance whatsoever, but I, I, before we came on, I, I was watching a YouTube video um, all about 5G and um, the, the COVID vaccination. Um, so apparently the, the COVID vaccination-wise, this, this is where it ties into connectivity, okay? The COVID vaccination um, contains tiny, tiny particles of aluminium. And what they're actually doing, when I say they, I mean the... Um, For my American listeners, that's aluminum. Al- mm-hmm. Aluminum, yeah, aluminium, aluminum. Yeah. So, so what, what they're actually oh, no. doing, and, oh, and when I say they, I'm talking about the... Um, the reptilian, yeah, the reptilian race from the power. seventh dimension yeah, that, that are actually manipulating the human race and making us all slaves. What what they want us to do is to actually act as conductors um, for all of these five G antennas that are going to be put up everywhere because five G doesn't doesn't transmit very well. So, hey, that's a bonus for my FIFA connectivity. Everybody get the COVID vaccine shot. Oh, what a great end of the pod <laughs> already, guys. You can find me at WiseFIFA on Twitter, yeah, Matt Lambeau. at Matt Lambo on Twitter, at the Foot Hunter on Twitter, and Absolutely. at yeah. Alex Jones for the man com. in the middle of the screen right there. Oh, helicopters. They're putting aluminum in your bodies through the vaccines. They're going to put you in chains. They're going to track you. They're going to put you in a FEMA camp, and they're going to control your life because they're globalists. <laughs> that is awesome, Steve. Steve's what a, on that prison planet, uh, man. That's the show, man. I don't know what just happened, but we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.